0: Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship and the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success the time, the money and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, welcome to another episode of Small Business School. I'm your host, Stacey Millard, and I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. Yesterday I was at a client's and there were so many things that happen amongst a day full of meetings, but these meetings with people internal to the business, thinking about things external to the business. And I was really just, you know, looking through and understanding that most of the things that they were facing also apply to all these other businesses. And so I wanted to share some thoughts that I had with you that I'm like, man, this is like, all these different things needed to come out. So one of the first things that I was thinking is that it doesn't matter what size your business is, we kind of all face the same things. But if you can imagine a picture in your mind, and it's like the box for a smaller business or a newer business that hasn't had growth yet is just a smaller box. And then it fits different things, right? So it won't fit as many pieces. So when we are worried about, you know, changing things or improving things in our small business when it's small, there's not as many pieces within that box. And the pieces that go into the box as we grow our business and the box gets bigger there's all of a sudden more pieces, but they're actually not made up of anything different. You know, we still worry about finances, we still worry about our customers, and we still worry about our team. The foundation hasn't changed, it's just bigger problems. Now, because our problems are bigger, because our business is bigger, that means that it also takes a lot longer for us to see change, right? Where For example, when you have a small business, if you had an issue with one employee, if you only had one team member and you're like, wow, this kind of culture or this way of thinking doesn't really fit my way of thinking as a leader, let's do something about it. You have one person to inflict change on or maybe, you know, five people that you have to get to believe your way and kind of rally behind you. Whereas when you have a business with 50 people, it's a little bit more complicated. It takes longer because you no longer are the direct report for all of those 50 people. So now you as the owner have to inspire, you know, your five to seven direct reports and then they have to inspire their five to seven direct reports. And maybe there's even one more level and you almost like lose the messaging. So it takes longer. It takes more work because you really have to get that person to come around with a lot more effort than what it would take. You know, the trickle down effect, you lose a little bit telephone wise at each one of those points. So you're putting in more and more and more work to get the message clear and to really get everybody on the same page on a bigger business. However, it's not that they have different problems. The same thing with cash flow, where when we have a smaller business, one client may make or break something. They may make or break payroll for you this month. Whereas on a larger business, we might actually need, you know, 10, 15, 20 clients to make up a shortfall when we run into a problem. And this is why it is so crucial to have such a solid foundation laid with your business to really understand like, what do you need to do? What kind of systems do you need in place? What kind of financial systems do you need in place? What kind of relationships with customers or potential customers do you need to hit that next level before you start scaling? Because that foundation is going to dictate your success at that next level. And sometimes, actually not sometimes, all the time, the effort that you've put in, if it's not sufficient, it'll be like a roadblock. You'll be cruising along and then it'll just hit the brakes. And we will not go any further until all this is dealt with. That's true for culture. That's true for cash flow. That's true for relationships, all of the above. Those systems have to get fixed. And you will notice your business start kind of crumbling if you don't do it. Another one of the things that we were talking about with a client yesterday is that there are different things that we do in business leadership wise when we are in wartime versus like peacetime think it was like maybe Ben Horowitz who used those terms in his book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. But the idea is that sometimes, you know, if we had the perfect conditions, maybe we had a lot of cash to start a business. Maybe we choose to pay employees like a really good salary to start with. Maybe we have access to people. We're like, okay, we're going to bring them in. We're going to pay them all. We're going to have this awesome compensation plan. And that's what existed. There are other times where it's like, Maybe that wasn't the case and now it's wartime. So what do we do? And recognizing the difference of like where your business is at in that particular moment gives you the ability to really outline, okay, well, this is wartime. Maybe it's not always going to be like this, but we're going to do what we have to do to get out of this. So what are those steps? Like it's not worth sitting on all the nice to haves or like, you know, this other company can offer this, whatever. It's like, get back to focusing on like, what are your goals? What do you need to have happen in your business Maybe that's, you know, better customer service, maybe it's employee retention, it doesn't matter. But looking at just yours, and saying, if we had to accomplish this with the constraints that we currently have, how would this happen? that was one of the suggestions yesterday even whether it was leaders talking to their teams who were saying like oh this is impossible or the ceo and general manager looking at their leadership saying you know what is possible from your team like having that stupid question talk right like sometimes as a leader, it can feel so discouraging when you're like, okay, but we have to make it out there. We have to make it out of this. We have to do this. And that's, that's understood. Like you're the leader of this business. It is, you know, make or break for you, but not everybody on your team is always going to feel that way. They in theory could leave, right? So how do you get them on their page? And that can be done by asking them, like, if they're saying, oh, that's not possible. It could be done by asking them like stupid question, If we were going to do it, I know you're saying it can't be done for these reasons, but if it was going to happen anyways, and it was going to be like, you know, that 1% chance that we were able to hit it out of the park, what would that take to get there? And... I love that question because you're almost acknowledging with your leadership, okay, yes, it's hard. Yes, I see the challenges. So you're giving them that that acknowledgement of like, yes, I see you and I see what you're up against. And also I want to challenge us to do this because I think it's important. So can you come along with me? And when you start bringing them along through questions, not dictation, but those questions and like getting them to buy in of like, what do you think it would take? All of a sudden, they start coming up with these creative ideas and possibilities that you have never seen before. Hey, it's Stacey here, and I have some exciting news that's going to make such a huge impact on your business journey. I created a guidebook called the profit playbook and it's game changing just for entrepreneurs like you and me. I'm incredibly passionate about doing only things that move the needle and I poured only the most impactful and highly implementable tools, tips and strategies into this guide for you. You better believe I took the 15 years of experience that I have working with thousands of business owners, as well as my own seven-figure success story, and I'm making it all available to you. We're going to dive in and explore why profit is truly the key that unlocks business success – You'll understand the levers that can drive more profit to the bottom line while still keeping your heart led vision intact. And then I provide you 30 incredible ways to boost profit in your business. Imagine the possibilities. The best part is the it's completely free. Seriously, it's on me. I genuinely want to see you succeed. And this playbook is my way of lending a helping hand. Head over to the link in the show notes to grab your free copy of the profit playbook. And let's start that journey toward greater profitability together. I believe we can have income and an impact and live a life we love in our business. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. One of the other things that we were talking about is growth in businesses. So specifically, actually, I'm not going to give you a specific example because I think this applies again across so many industries, especially for service providers Oftentimes we go into business and yes, there is a big company that is going to be way bigger than us and they have market share and we're up against them as competition and we're looking at how we can pull our own customer base and loyal following out of that because we all share and serve the same people. And so one of the things I want to say is that sometimes at the start, what we have to do is take... Maybe strategically, we take a lot of smaller jobs, right? So, like, of course, we'd all love to do these huge projects and make a whole bunch of money on them. That feels good. It feels successful. It feels stable for a business. It feels big. We all have our big goals. But sometimes what it takes is building off the smaller businesses and then strategically growing. Okay. So it's not just like, Oh, this is who we're going to serve, you know, all these smaller customers and we're just going to be happy with that. But it is going into those bigger customers. One at a time and knowing what it's going to take because often it's a cash flow issue. We have with those bigger customers, they tend to pay less. And then all of a sudden, we're stuck in this cash flow crisis where we're like paying for all these, you know, employees and materials or whatever it, it might be. And we are not getting paid for 60 days. Like, did you have 60 days worth of expenses set aside? This goes back to that planning, but I love bringing it back to strategy in like let's do what we can and then as we're going to change and shift we bring in the finances to it we bring in you know how do we serve these people well and we actually ask like what does it take we don't just go out and like say oh we're going to expand no do you have the customer base are you fully booked where do you think those other customers are going to come from what does the marketing look like for it do you have the relationships to bring that in We're also not just in, you know, like in the construction industry, we're not just buying the equipment and then going to look for the jobs, right? Like we're, you know, trying to find the jobs and make sure we have access to the equipment to carry those jobs out. Like there's a whole lot of strategy that goes into growth. And that's one of the things that I think people miss often. So if I could sum up anything from this episode for you, it is care for your people, care for your foundation. So care for your customers and the relationships with them, care for your people, understanding what it takes to be a great leader. That is an entirely separate skill set from whatever it is you do. I was an accountant. I went to business school. I was not taught to be a leader and leading people is being able to inspire them to do the work. That needs to get done to hit those targets. It is, it's about, you know, them doing it accurately on time. It's about, so you just because you know how to, you know, do a great haircut doesn't mean that you're going to be able to, you know, lead a team of hairdressers. So invest in leadership invest in your relationships with customers and understand your finances so that whatever your goal is you're a lot more sure that you're gonna hit it out of the park when you go to tackle it than hoping that you get there that is one of the biggest reasons that I see people in cash flow crunches and ultimately that you know roadblocks their success okay hope you love this episode a short one but there was so many you know different pieces potent pieces from yesterday that I had to share with with you. And um, please, if any of them resonate, reach out on social media. I really just love the conversations. I said relationships are so important and I mean it. Don't hesitate to reach out. I love just chatting. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share. I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.